You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. Welcome to Say What? I am Kristen Watt. I am a wife, a mom, a community advocate, and apparently I'm a podcast host now. That's how this episode's starting. It only goes up from here, though. I know this sounds serious, but I do try to make this fun. This is Say Watt on the PFC Entertainment Network. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Say What. I am Kristen Watt, your host. I am being joined by our fearless leader. I need to get you a name tag, Jason. That's I feel like that's going to be like a new t-shirt design or something over at our online store, but I'll tackle that later on down the line here. But it's become kind of a catchphrase here. Hey, well, and I, I do I need to like copyright that? Like, or no. do I? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we'll Jason, put it right next to the goat cult merchandise. <laughs> goat cults and fearless leaders. Um, Jason Klaus, our uh, founder and editor and publisher. I don't know what you're all the things here at the PFC Entertainment Network. I'm, and I'm, uh, I'm the button pusher. The button pusher. You know what? I almost feel some days I feel like I should just change the title of my show. Like, you know, you have like the, the one you and Sean do like, or something, don't you have something like one of your many shows that have like, that you co-host with somebody that's called like the, has your name and and their name. Oh yeah. The Klaus and Q show, uh, that's over on ON TV, which, oh, Uh, by the time this drops, it will have been last weekend, but yeah. I don't know. Or I don't know. I'm maybe in 2024 we'll uh we'll take what what I've created and what you've helped me create and maybe we can rebrand not rebrand but just like I don't know like polish it do something I don't know like take it to a different like I told you I want to get a background and do more video like I I've got some things I want to do to polish this up a little bit and um I really appreciate everyone who tunes in whether it's every week or the episodes that you feel like might appeal to you. So, I mean, I still, it still boggles my mind that anybody would actually on purpose, listen to me talk. (laughs) Hey, you know, just like, just like I've said time and time again, you bring different experiences to the table that 
not anybody else on this network are, is talking about. So that resonates with a oh. certain demographic of people. Well, that's cool. I mean, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I, I, I listen to some, I've started listening to other podcasts more since I've been doing this, not like constantly, but I'm also, you know, and not to like steal it, you know, you want to be authentic. You want to be yourself, but just, I don't know, just listening to just some, um, it's just like taking master classes, you know what I mean? And, 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 and honing in on your craft. And, and this is not a craft that I had. This is just me winging it. <laughs> so, um, I would like to polish that up and, 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 and do some things that, uh, bring my ability to do a podcast to a more, you know, professional level. And so we're going to work on that, but I thank you, uh, to anyone listening that has uh, been listening to the last, this is episode 14. And, um, that means you've spent at least 17 to 20 hours listening to me talk. If you've listened to all of them and God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually funny for today's episode. So my mama, my little mama is flying in from Houston today. Um, I have not seen her since July, which when I did see her in July, I went down to Houston, which we talked about on a previous episode uh, for a funeral. And, um, that was an unexpected trip. So normally I only see my mom once a year for sure, sometimes twice. Um, and you know, they're getting older. So it's, um, I'm glad she could come. I'm very, you know, bummed. My dad can't come, but, um, he's got some health issues that prevent him from being able to travel. So, um, but my daughter is graduating from cum laude from central Michigan university this Saturday, fire up chips. Um, I am so proud of her. So we are literally cramming visiting Christmas, my daughter's college graduation and her little open house all into four days. So we are recording this morning and I, I went and got a large gingerbread latte from Battle Alley Coffee this morning because that's what my week is about to turn into. Large coffees all day long. <laughs> so, um, the and again, before the storm, as it were. Yeah. Well, and my little one, um, she's not little, she's 14, but you know, my little one, she's been busy all week with scout stuff. And then she's had some stuff going on that's kept her out of school, like nothing contagious, but you know what I mean? So it's just been, and then my husband, Charles, which many, you know, friend of the show, um, he's actually at the doctor right now. So it's like, okay, that's how this week's going to go. Like everything that can, can be inconvenient will happen this week. Um, on a very important week, you know, right. for my daughter. And so, um, maybe that will tie into my subject matter for the day is how do you, well, it's not how even do, how, how do you cram 10 pounds of shit into a five pound bag? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should call this show, this episode shit bags. <laughs> <laughs> Because honestly, off camera, I know I've kind of given you some updates on some other stuff going on in my life right now. That's just, I'm waiting for my, someone to call me from Lifetime Television and want to make a movie. Um, just some crazy stuff going on. And the truth is all that's crammed into this crazy week too. So it's just, are the effects of that. And so it's, this is life though. You know what I mean? I mean, it happens probably every day, but we don't think of it because sometimes the little inconveniences that happen or the little crazy things aren't 
the biggest things, but when you have a bunch of big things happen, when you have other important things to do and it set it, I don't know, sometimes it'll throw you off course and sometimes you have to be, your head's got to be in the game and you got to be on cue because how do you navigate stuff that is meant to derail you when you have a goal that must be attained? You know what I mean? And so it's, um, I know that's part of life, but man, I think that I'm very thankful that I have a great support system in my life. Um, of friends, my husband, my children, um, my community in a lot of ways, you know, to, to help, you know, who your tribe is, you know, matters and um, choose them carefully <laughs> because, and be a good tribe member yourself to your people, you know, that's, so. That's an aspect that a lot of people forget about. They want that tribe. They want that that support staff or not support staff, but that, that system in place and yeah. they forget what that is all about. And they start treating those people like shit. Right. So yeah. how long, you know, it's not across the board, but there, I have seen, I have been exposed to these types of scenarios where like, I'm here to be your cheerleader. Don't, don't project your whatever on me. Like I'm here to help you. I'm not here to be the target of your rant and raving and because things aren't going right, you know. It's kind of a two way street there. I'll I will share with you and I and I will just tell my listeners this this episode might be a little um just us having a conversation, Jason, and less uh focused on one thing. Um, and that's okay. Sometimes it's nice to just feel like you get to know people through a conversation, right? So, um, but because of the magnitude of what's going on this week in my life and also the busyness of that, God bless you for recording with me this morning, because I think I texted you at like 10 o'clock. I was like, you got time in the morning. Like, I don't know when I was going to record. And then after we, after we committed to a time, I'm like, what am I even going to talk about? I am not prepared because I do have a lot of things. And I, I will say this in the future on future episodes, as some of these other um, things that I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with unfold and come to a little more of a uh, conclusion. Um, I will revisit later and we will deep dive back into some of the stuff that I've shared with you. But in the meantime, Let's talk about some cool things that happened this week on, in the midst of all this. Number one, our dear friend from Power Tripping Through the 80s, uh, Sean Grugel, he and his wife came over um, and now, oh, and Joanna Barnes, who is now hosting, um, Shh, we don't talk about that, new right. podcast on the Pantheia Network. So Joanna and her husband opened their home up over the weekend. Um, we have a white elephant party. I'd like to say every year we started doing it last year and this year she wanted to host it again. And so it's, you know, it's her very closest friends and Sean and Sharon have become good friends, you know, with them. And so they were invited and I got so tickled because Sean, yeah, okay, now listen, if you listen to power trip and through the eighties and, or, you know, who Sean is and you're, you listen to this network, you know, how, 
He has the games, the toys, the collections. Him and Sharon have a costume for literally every holiday. Like they're the most festive people I know in some ways and creative, right? Tell me how Sean has never played White Elephant. He talked about this on the most recent episode of of the 80s podcast, and he had made mention. He's like, I had never been to one of these things before. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're shitting me. These things are great. This, like, in kindergarten? Like, I don't know. Like, but for for someone who goes to costume parties and themed stuff, I just, mine was blown. I could not believe that they had not participated in, in even a semblance of this in the past, including his wife. So I was really excited to um, be a part of his first experience and the laughs that ensue from, you know, from that type of thing. Because when we do white, a lot of pe- people during the holidays will do white elephant with like a $15 minimum or, you know, just something. Right. We always do it as bring something from your house. And keep it cheap. Now, I'm not going to lie. I always throw a $10 gift card in with whatever piece of shit from my house is going in the bag. <laughs> just because, I don't know, that's who I am. I'm like, but last year when we did this, I got a rice cooker from like 1982. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was I would never use that. I buy microwave rice because I'm an asshole. <laughs> I just refuse to make rice. And so, <coughs> excuse me. Anyhow, Keith, Joanna's husband, took the rice cooker from me and he's like, I want that. I'm like, please have it. That thing is still sitting in their fridge in their garage, same spot as last year. Like, <laughs> never used it. So, anyway, I will tell you without getting into too many details because I, I don't want people to lose respect for me. Um, <laughs> not me, but my my associates, right? We brought stuff from home. I brought a crystal. Like, I had a, a tower, like a pillar. Um, it was like tourmaline and quartz. And I was like, you know what? That gets rid of negative energy <laughs> and it clears energy space. I'm like, everyone in this room has had a very trying year. So whoever gets it, whether they like crystals or not, something good will happen. You know, I was like, it'll, it'll be helpful. And if nothing else, it's just pretty. And, um, and I threw in a $10 gift card to a local, you know, business. So anyway, I ended up, Oh, let me tell you, guess what I got (laughs) last year, because we had to bring something from home. I had won a bra pong first place trophy. That was about six inches high that somebody in town had made at a party I went to. And let's be clear. I didn't win at bra pong. I was the only one who played and, and by play, I threw a ball (laughs) into a bra and I walked away and she's like, nobody else played tonight. So here's your trophy. So let's be clear. I didn't actually win anything. I was given an obligatory trophy. And so there was a Barbie plastic bra that she had glued on this little trophy with like a little tennis ball. Anyway, my point is I took that trophy as my white elephant gift last year. And I put a gift card with it, of course, but the people that came back this year who won that gave it, brought it back. And I got my trophy back. (laughs) And I was like, 
this is hilarious. Um, but I will tell you, and I will not say who it was because you probably wouldn't even believe it. I'll tell you later off camera because she is a reputable person in, in the world, but it is someone, you know, someone you would least expect had went on a vacation out of the country uh, this past year. And in the, in the, in the country she visited, very much in Europe and not like America. Um, they have nude beaches. You know what I mean? Like Europe's a little different, right? Like they're not as offended by genitalia and nudity. And let's be serious. They aren't. So apparently didn't know this, but in this country, um, there's like a thing about, how do I want to say this? Cause I wouldn't normally call it this. I wouldn't normally say this word. But what is, is it phallic? That's just like the correct word for it, right? Like I, I that's not what I would call it, but to be, to be appropriate on this show, there is a, a country in Europe that kind at least a city in the country in Europe that kind of has a fetish with this, like gift stores that you go into, they're everywhere, all the colors and their keychains and bottle openers and like and we're not talking about a made in china little keychain with a little plastic phallic thing on it we're talking like eight inch full size with a bottle opener on the end and stuff like that so this somebody brought a rainbow thing member with a bottle opener on the edge of it and it says the country's name on it like that was the my question is how did you get you came back to the united states and had to go through customs <laughs> like, so anyway this gift was given and um, Sean actually was the first one to go to play White Elephant. And that's what he opened. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of it is then we realized who brought it. And it made no sense. I was like, what? Like, what? Like, it was so shocking. And that would be the equivalent of my mother bringing something like that. Like, what? And then... The person who was number two was a young woman who we're very good friends with. And she got up instead of getting another gift. She goes, I want that. And she stole it from Sean. In the meantime, we had this elderly couple who is very dear friends of ours, like volunteers in the community that were there. Oh, hell's bells, man. <laughs> and like, she goes, I didn't know we were coming to a dirty <laughs> Because apparently somebody else, I don't even remember who brought it. It might have was it Sean? It couldn't have been. I don't know. Sean somebody said he had, brought the fanny pack. He did bring the fanny pack. Um, but somebody had a coloring book, like an adult that coloring. Was it too. Okay. So which was very much on theme with the gift he had just opened. Right. So that's when this couple who is respected <laughs> and loved and cared about in our community, and they're in their like their late sixties, early seventies, were like no one told us this was a dirty party. I'm like, it wasn't. Nobody planned this. You can't, you know, 
So anyway, I think, and we've known them forever and they love us, but I think they were like, what party did we end up at? Like it was, and the jokes that ensue, of course, you know, in this. So I highly recommend, we should do a PFC white elephant and we should all get on Skype and um somehow we should like we should go to back roads exchange gifts and then we should take them home and we should do all your hosts and do a white elephant like opening episode that would be fun that and would how, be fun how would that be jason there's no way it wouldn't be funny there's just no way you know that the, year's the, eve in the 2023 episode let me see if i can make that happen now the the only one that's going to be that won't be able to be a part of that is Nikki Falsoni, and that's just because she lives in Ohio. And we'll uh, mail something. We'll mail. Oh, her I something. could do that. Yeah, I guess I could do that too. Yeah. Uh, or if this doesn't want to participate, that's fine. But I think that with the with the funny that is in Amy and Sean and like you and Joanna and everybody. Oh my God. I think that would be a hilarious end of year wrap up PFC entertainment network episode. I think it's a great idea. I had every intention of throwing a Christmas party for the PFC network family and like the bottom fell out. (laughs) So that's pretty much on the goal for next year. We should do like a New Year's Eve, Eve, Eve. You know what I mean? So it doesn't mess with anyone's plans, but it just, or like sometime in the last week of December, we should do that. Or we could do a New Year's, like after New Year's party, and we can start our year on that note with amazing yeah. gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We just need to do a white elephant, digital white elephant, and it has to be on video. It has to be. We have to all be on Skype and we all have to. You have to see the faces. Like I just, it's so good. So anyway, I did not, I didn't know I was going to go down a white elephant rabbit hole, but I do think that that story is funny. Um, and that was one of the better moments of my week. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the silver lining we're always talking about. Listen, when uh, when Sean was talking about it, and he he went off on a sidebar because we were doing our Christmas movie countdown and somehow or another it triggered in, in his brain. I need to tell this story. So he, he gave me his version of it and like, that was funny, but hearing, hearing it from your perspective is just as funny, just on, on a different realm. You know what I'm saying? But sounds like it was a good time. It was. And it's very important because we also have to remember as you know, we kind of alluded to it, in one of the previous episodes, but you know, this is the holiday season and not everybody is joyful. Not everybody. This is a very difficult time for many, 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 many people. I would say more than not, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, we just had a couple, I, another thing that happened this week. Um, there's a dear, dear person, dear gentleman named James Golden, who now you've driven many times to Sean's house. So if you drive up East Holly Road in front of the elementary school, you ever notice the ribbons that are, you know, and Hunter, Sean's yes, son, just yes. ribbons, right? So James Golden and his wife Ina are kind of Holly royalty in a lot of ways, not because they want to be, but because they have been longtime people who lived here and served in many capacities. But they're both veterans and they started that the hometown heroes project. Like that was his brainchild. And it came from, I've heard him tell the story before, but he went down to the subway 
to get a sandwich one day and something happened with one of the young women that were working there. And apparently she was a veteran um, and she was working at Subway and I don't know what happened. Like they had a conversation and something happened and it inspired this project. And so it has, they have since retired and moved up North, but many of the other people who were involved in helping put this on, took it over so that it would carry on, you know, as a legacy. And I know that Sean's son just came back, you know, and he cut his ribbon off the tree. And I've been to several of these events. I can't go to all of them, but you know, when people come and go from being deployed, um, but more so than putting their name on a tree, this organization sends them care packages. Um, there are times where I just read story after story this week of people's children in the community who are grown, you know, who served. Um, there was a time where someone, uh, one of the gentlemen who was serving wherever he was, um, was really tight on funds, like bad, like trying to like make ends meet till, you know, cause you know, they get that huge military pay, of course. That was sarcasm, if for anyone not understanding that through the radio or through the sound. Um, but anyway, um, but they had sent him a gift card. You know what I mean? To get by like th they really support our local deployed young men and women. So they do far more than just put a ribbon on a tree. The reason I tell this story, though, is um, I know that you were not able to attend. But this past Saturday, I went or was it Saturday? It was Saturday. I went to breakfast down at Villager's Restaurant here in Holly. Um, I have always wanted to do this. And if you ever, this is going to come full circle and tie into Mr. Golden, just so that you don't think I'm going off subject here. But um, a couple of the women who are very involved with Hometown Heroes, the American Legion and so forth, dear friends of mine, and some other folks, we got together and I've always wanted to do this. And, and you read these stories on Facebook where like 15 people get together with a hundred bucks each. They go out to a restaurant, cash, they pay for the bill, and then the rest goes to the waitress. You know what I mean? So to be a blessing, like where people are getting like a $1,000 tip, like crazy stuff. Well, in this economy, in this town, know your audience, know your people. There's plenty of people in my community who could do that. But realistically, I wanted... I wanted it to be doable. So we, we made it $50. And then it was just like, whatever, bring what you can. Well, we ended up having a couple people donate who couldn't attend, uh, you know, not a lot, but just enough plus what we contributed. So we were able to bless this waitress with a really nice tip. Um, and I had asked, you know, I don't need to know their story. Just sit us in a section of someone that you feel like really needs this blessing the most. And that's hard to say because I feel like everybody could use this blessing. but. Right. I just wanted that was important and I didn't need to know the name or the story. Just I'll trust your judgment, you know? So anyway, we went and we had great service, amazing food, and we were able to be a blessing and, and that it made my heart. I've been blessed and helped so many times that it was just so lovely to, to pay that forward. Um, but this being said, in the middle of that breakfast, I was informed that Mr. Golden has terminal cancer. And this, like, this is like just found out, like, in the last, I don't know, I'm going to guesstimate in the last two months. Like, hey, I have back pain. And then all of a sudden it's inoperable. Like, you, like, I think they gave him like two weeks to live, like last week. Like, 
you know what I mean? And right here at Christmas, again, this is a very difficult time. You know what I mean? It, it, it leaves its mark. And um, that being said, this, this was really like, it rocked me to my core because he and Ina are just two of the most amazing, kind, gracious, appropriate, professional. Y you find any adjective that is positive that could be applied in this world. And they are those people. In fact, when they moved up to their retirement home, she was a nurse. And so, and she had been in the Navy, the wife, and she ended up working with the Amish. And so she's been helping deliver babies with the Amish women and driving them to the hospital. If it gets out of where it can't be done, you know, in the home, like they do. Um, she drives that like that's all she's been doing like immersed her they're just people who they can't not serve in in whatever capacity and i can relate to that so i'm like right. they just have hearts for service and um they're just two of my favorite people in the world and to find out that that was happening you know um was just tragic and i know their daughter and their grandchild like i'm very good friends with that part of the family too. So it's, um, it's really difficult. And I know that, you know, Sean knows them very well as well. So it's just been kind of a, a tough week with that. But, um, I was able to speak not verbally, but through messenger, um, I was able to speak with him briefly and let him know how much they mean to me. You know what I mean? So, um, it's just kind of been a weird week. Like, helped a friend move, had some crazy stuff happen in my life, getting ready for my kid. I'm finding out my friend's passing soon. And then, you know what I mean? And then, like, we have to go help bless this waitress. Like, it's been, like, the, the yin the and the yang. Coaster. yeah. You know, a lot of emotions this week. Just a lot. And so, I think maybe if there was a theme to this episode of just talking about my week and all these different things and getting your feedback. I think the theme is this life is short and what you do, how you do it and conduct yourself, how you deal with adversity and trials and tribulations and how you treat people in everyday interactions and through your service or through your kindness really leaves a legacy and it affects people. And when people try to tarnish that, destroy that, or interfere with that, if you are living your life authentically and you're making wonderful memories and you're treating your friends well and you're being, you're not just in a good tribe, you're being a good tribe member, whether that's in your friend circle, your community, your employer, whatever, it's really hard to. When you bring the receipts, right? It's real hard for someone to destroy that if that is your character and you have integrity, right? So, um, it's by all means, we're not perfect. You know, we're going to, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes every day and I've made some really bad ones in my life. And uh, thank God we're not defined by our worst mistakes. But I think the theme of this week is I'm watching people who are just human beings. You know what I mean? You just 
you fail or you mess up, you, you get it right and you get up and you try again. Like that's the rule and you be kind to people along the way and you can give handouts, hand ups, you can help pay it forward. You, you know, it's, it's the circle of life and it's what separates us from the animals. And I think that, I don't know, just regardless of, of what people may say about you or try to do to you, if you just focus on doing what you feel is right in your heart and, and helping other people and being kind um, and doing that for the right reasons, then you can sleep just fine at night. That's how I feel. A lot of those aspects you just laid out, I actually broke down on the flagship show on Tuesday I, as part of, it was a 12-step thing that you can do to uh, strengthen your mental health. And as you're laying this out, and I think about this roller coaster of emotions that you've been on as you've laid out here this week, uh, I mean, you see... You've seen, you've experienced, and you felt the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And then, I mean, and you're not done yet. That ride's still going. That's true. The cool thing about you is, you know, you, yeah, it gets to be a lot. But here's the one word I've never heard you use. And I hear a, a lot of people use this word. I have not heard you say this word. And this is a big damn difference, in my opinion. Okay. Overwhelmed. I have never heard you say I am overwhelmed. Then you might be unique. <laughs> I, I, you know what it is? You know what's interesting about that word? Which I don't <coughs> use any negative connotations to. But that is a word that I tend to type more than speak. I have used that word in text messaging. Um, I actually used it yesterday. Um, Riley from the Act Up stage company, those great That's kids. Okay, yeah, Act Up. Yeah. Riley and I were on the phone yesterday because um, they're working on a project, and you know, I feel bad, and I actually apologized to him. I said, "Listen," and I didn't. He didn't I think I he deserved one, but I felt like it needed to be given, and that was that. They've been working on this project, you know, for almost a year. And I, I have been able to help connect with resources or give suggestions or kind of do consulting. Um, I'm not part of the project at all, but I'm, I, I, it makes my heart full that young people trust me and respect like my, my input or ability to help guide them through things. And that's how I know I've gotten older. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the young people still think I'm cool. But I love those kids. And I love that they, when I told them, if you need something anytime, you let me know. Like, even if it's just to be there for you or you need to talk, like, I'm, a, I'm one of those safe, like, trusted adults that you can reach out to if you need something. Well, I don't know if you know this. I think you do. But Emma, who is in there, um, her father Mr. Coggins passed away um, recently and very unexpectedly. And he was a dear, dear man. Um, and so I went to the funeral for that. And, you know, it's just they've, they've been going through a lot themselves, you know, emotionally, because they were all very close to her father. 
And he was very much a trusted and safe adult for so many kids in our school system and whatever. So anyway, they've just been going through a lot. I've been going through a lot individually. And so Riley has tried to reach out to me probably five, six times in the last several months. And I mean, we get back to each other, but I told him yesterday, I said, let's set up a time. We'll talk, you know, and we did. And I gave him the advice I needed to give him. But I said, I'm going to apologize to you. I said, because I have not been as available and accessible and reliable as you're used to me being. But I need to explain to you that a lot of times, and I think this is important to share with young people. I'm not a superhero. I'm a person too. I have problems. I am not perfect. I fall. I I melt down and can't and get overwhelmed and can't take anymore. Like I've hit my limit and I've done my very best this last year. And I think I've been pretty open about so many of my experiences this year. And I certainly haven't gone into all the details, but you know, I've touched on many of them in this podcast since we began. And the fact that I'm even still sitting here right now, not completely looking like, with a cigarette hanging out of my lip and a robe and rollers and a meth problem. I don't know. Like it's really a wonder, honestly. Um, but I think it's important that kids can trust adults and respect adults who are influencing their life. But I think I do not want to give them a false sense of adulthood, which is everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be how you handle adversity. But admitting there is adversity is the first thing. And then teaching our young people that, honey, your life, you're going to go through some shit you, you can't even imagine. But try, but, but being authentic in that way. And I told him, I said, I know he goes, no, 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 no. Like you've been amazing. I go, no, no, I, I know it in myself. There've been so many times, like me taking four days to call somebody back. That's unheard of unheard of in my world but that's where I've been like I'm because I have been overwhelmed I just don't say that word very often but I always get to it I don't let things just fall you know away and ignore people but I I think it's important to hear for young people to hear adults apologize or admit where they're failing or lacking and how they want you know because why? Why is that happening? Because I'm going through some shit the same way you're going through some shit. But together, let's come back together and let's see what we can do to get things done. You know what I mean? So I've had these really, it's been a very surreal week of just little, little moments like that. And I think I will say before we go into your homework for Jelly Roll, um, another very unique experience I had this week, and it's not that long of a story, is probably about four or five years ago, I spent eight months, eight months advocating, fighting, and speaking out to have a person in our community not reappointed to a leadership position due to some things that at the time were being, um, said, posted, whatever that I felt like did not reflect what a person in a position of leadership should be. Like you're representing our community. You want to say that shit, say it at home. 
be whoever you want to be at home. But the moment you accept a public leadership role, you're held to a different standard, you know, in the way you're going. Now, I'm not talking about language. I'm talking about, I, you know, there's just certain things that you just can't say and do. And if you do, you will be held accountable. So I spent, and this was really early on in the, in the inception of my advocacy work here. I have always kept that about policy and not about the person. I'm not going to talk about, I don't know who you are and I don't know what you do in your personal life, but we're going to talk about how that affects policy. I'm going to take just a, there we go. Anyway. Um, so I've never, it, a lot of people can't understand that. Like I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking when you are elected or whatever, and people do it to me too. I'm an elected person or whatever. There's transparency and accountability and you're just held to a different standard. And so that person and I have never really been, we have a lot of mutual friends, but never like, you know, we were not friends. So obviously I wasn't a fan of that person. He, they weren't a fan of me. Um, we really, you know, if I saw them in public with other people, I always said, hello, I'm always kind. I just, I feel like people thought it was a personal attack when that really wasn't the case. Um, it's always been about the policy. So this person and I ended up having some common ground recently, unexpectedly, which is very, that can happen. That can happen. You don't have to agree on everything, but when, especially when it's your local community, you're going to find common ground with your neighbors. And, and I think that's important. Um, so anyway, we found ourselves on the same side of an issue recently. And I went to lunch with that person on Monday. Um, and I, we cleared the air. I explained it wasn't like an apology because I would go back and do it again. Maybe a little differently, but I would do it again because it's my, my personal conviction. Right. But I think being able to sit down and have a conversation about why that happened and how that happened and, and allow people to get some perspective on the de on the root of the issue, not the, the hype of it or the symptoms. Um, so we shared soup and a good conversation and um, kind of cleared the air and made, I wouldn't say made peace, but like, you know, we did make peace, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry about that. No, no apologies were given to each other. It was just a, a sense of understanding and to go a little deeper. And then now, you know, again, we're not like besties or anything, but we're, I feel like if something like that again happened in the future, I could go and have a personal conversation now as, because I, do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. like, there's just a different way that I would approach that. So that was kind of a surreal and positive thing you know that happened so there have been some really i call it progress and growth right you know so um i don't know it's been a very weird week of ups like you said just ups and downs and what have you so um and i'm thankful for those little i don't those law those little lessons are not lost on me you know what i mean um now while this has just been a little bit of a all over the place episode, but, um, I, you did tell me off air before we started that you did part of the homework I gave you last week about jelly roll. So I did. 
I need to know about that. And before we, maybe this will kind of be the aside we end the show on, but I, I think what I would say to anyone listening out there before we get into Jelly Roll is I want, I don't know, like, how people are treating you evaluate how you're responding you know what i mean like like that's there's always a lesson in the crazy right so the best thing you can do is if yesterday was shit and yesterday you were mean and yesterday you were in your feelings today is a new day and you don't you can just start over like I don't mean start your life over, but today's a new day to be kind, to serve, to do something you're passionate about. Um, we could do a whole episode on people always tell you, you know, like forgiveness is for you. It's not always for the other person and stuff. We might do a whole episode on that because I don't know. Um, I, I Hold on before we go to Jelly Roll and let's do put a pin in that. Let's do a whole episode on forgiveness at some point because... Also, what happened this week, not to me, but to people I know, and was very important, is the um, Oxford High School shooter was sentenced to life in prison this week. And I have many friends, many, whose children were in the school that day. I have students that I know that were in the school that, like, this This didn't affect me personally from my family, but it affected many people I know. And as I know, Sky Theaton's been on the show before, you know, just the concept of having students in school and gun violence and all that, like that's something that, that I'm very passionate about, but I watched the victim impact statements that were given in the court and it was the parents and siblings and the students who were also victimized that didn't die, but were injured teachers. I watched every one of them and it was pretty hard to listen to. And it was very powerful. Um, because really that's kind of the first time the parents have spoken in this way, you know, very graphic, very detailed, very like, this is what they, they've been through for the last two years. And there was several of them that were just like, I have no forgiveness for you. Like, I'm going to live my life. You're not taking that from me, but like, and it's interesting because there's, you'll always see like some of these court cases that'll come up and people parents will get up and say like three days after the event i forgive them it's what god would have wanted me to do you know or something like that you tend to like and i think that's a coping mechanism in the middle of trauma like i really do like you know especially if you're a person of faith like it this trauma doesn't align with what you've been taught and now you have conflicting feelings and how to reconcile that right but to just get up and watch parent after parent rip this cat apart i mean not rip him apart but like there was no holding back like just brutal pain trauma reality they're talking about who their child was what it's done to their family their marriages etc it was interesting because you don't necessarily always hear that theme of maybe they don't talk about it at all they just but to really come out and make sure that this kid knows you're alone you're we don't forgive you. like you know what i mean like there's no like 
grace there, right? And they're really, I don't know. I don't even think there should be, but um, I can't imagine what they've gone through. And I don't judge anyone. You are who you are. You've been through that. You do you. Like you're allowed to feel however the hell you want to feel about that. So um, I do, especially during the holidays, like I said, it's not easy for everybody, but my heart and my prayers and my thoughts go out to every single member of the Oxford community. Um, Their extended family members, like those kids, everybody, because now there's closure on this aspect of that tragedy. Like he has been sentenced. And as much as you want to somehow like seek justice, I wonder sometimes like once it's obtained, now you're not in court every day. Now you're not like, now you have to sit with it. And that's a hard thing at the holidays, particularly, you know what I mean? So um, I just want to send out all my love and compassion for all those families and uh, the Oxford community. So um. Yeah. In one aspect, I'm glad to see that um, <laughs> this is your show, and I'm trying to be be respectful. But I I have some pretty strong feelings about this that could take take us into a pretty lengthy sidebar. So we will go ahead and table that for when we when you do tackle the forgiveness yeah i think we topic and we're good um okay so i mean i know that was kind of a dark (laughs) sorry dark way to end that but i think i would be remiss had i not addressed or acknowledged that for us specifically in our location and our proximity and you know this is something that would happen to our neighbors you know what i mean this like just national news. So anyway, (coughs) so all of our love, all of our prayers, all of our thoughts are with anyone who is having a difficult time right now. And, um, I don't know, like, it's just, there's not really any words for that. Just know that you're in our thoughts. Sometimes Um, that's all you can say because there just isn't words that unless you are experiencing that firsthand, we have no idea. We can't even begin to fathom the thought process that happens when you're dealing with something like that. Yeah, uh, I hear it all the time. Like people, you know, people always say that like parents should not bury their children. Like, and so as a mother, I can't, I can't be in their shoes. I can't understand it. I can't until you go through. It's like a, it's a club you never wanted to be a part of. Right. But as a parent you can take like just an inkling, like think about the time, like, you know, maybe your child fell and busted their head open and like that feeling that's in you put it on steroids. You know what I mean? So any parent understands like primally just there's a, there's an empathy and a compassion that you can connect with, but never understand, you know, it's one thing to lose a child. It's another thing to lose a child to violence or, you know, that type of a thing. So it's a lot, but our prayers go out to all of that fam, those families and just anyone who has uh, suffered trauma and that's processing that right now. Now it's a weird segue into this last part of the episode, but maybe 
maybe here's my segue to that. If you're having a rough time right now and it's the holidays, go pick up Wits at Chapel by Jelly Roll. And hopefully maybe some of the music will be comforting to you. And I, on the last episode, if you did not tune in, we did a whole episode about my obsession with Jelly Roll and Bunny X, though, his wife. And I gave Jason some homework. So what is your feedback on your um, on this as we close out this uh, episode today? I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued to hear. All right. So you had me watch. You told me to watch the documentary on Hulu. Mm-hmm. You told me to research him, look up some of his videos on the YouTube and check out the wife's podcast okay here's what i've done i i have not watched the hulu documentary yet i have not okay i i did i did research a couple of his videos on youtube a couple of his live performances i dialed in on the crowd i saw what what you were talking about Mm -hmm. and then i was at work the other night and I looked up Bunny XO, and yes, indeed, the show is called Dumb Blonde. And the graphic that they have as her thumbnail of her was exactly what I imagined she was going to look like before I heard her. Okay. So I went to her her podcast feed, and on a recent episode, she had him on it a jelly roll oh so I'm like great. oh well i will tackle two birds with one stone here yeah i could listen to that man talk for hours on end i'm telling very you. entertaining very engaging yes she is everything i thought she would be based on her presentation on a thumbnail so i have not seen her reels on facebook or anything like that i have not seen motion picture of her i've just seen the one picture but i I wanted to listen to her first right is she entertaining yes um is that something that i personally am going to be downloading every single week probably not unless she has a, a guest on there that's of some interest but with that being said they those two have a very unique dynamic and i really do appreciate i appreciate what he's doing i appreciate the reach that he has and you are you are spot on the diversity in that crowd on one of these videos was off the goddamn charts and i'm like okay i see what kristen's talking about i do have a better appreciation for him i am going to watch the documentary so i can get more of his uh backstory and all this but based on what i've heard so far um my appreciation for him has grown uh my intrigue for her is there uh you know i'm gonna go check out some of her reels when i have more time but you need to interject on her though too so since that episode is recording I don't know what it is about my algorithm. Maybe it's because I watch her. I don't listen to her podcast in its entirety. You have to be a member of Patreon to do like the whole podcast. Right. So, um, and they also have their own little like life with the DeFords because that's their last name, like his name, Um, Jason DeFord or something, I think is his actual name. Jelly Roll, his mom gave him that name. So you'll find that out in the Hulu thing. But um, the, 
I don't listen to the whole thing, but they have their own little like reality show, like at home, but they do it. It's not someone else editing that. Like it's, they put it on and that's part of the Patreon membership. But I watch her reels and little clips and excerpts from the podcast frequently. So they show up in my algorithm all the time. Mm -hmm. And since we recorded that episode, I happened to catch two clips. Now I'm going to tell you, these were back from 2019 and 2020. So before this most recent, you know, blow up of his career. And I almost like, honestly recommend going back and looking at some of those clips because it's still the same today, but they were some of the things that I noticed. And one thing I don't think I mentioned about him that I think is worth speaking about right now is after you and I recorded, I happened to catch two that's that really stood out to me little clips uh, since then. And one thing I noticed about him is that is a grown ass man who we have already talked about has been incarcerated from it, whatever. He ain't afraid to cry. He gets so emotional when he talks about certain things and cry like unapologetically cries. And I have so much respect. My husband is like that badass will kick your ass, <laughs> but he'll cry. Like, you know, when men are taught not to do that. And so that is something that I noticed as like a pattern sometimes when they're talking with each other, or even when he's talking to other people, um, he's done it on stage. He's done it at award shows. Like he will cry. And I, I, he's authentic in that way. I, I connect to it. But the second thing is, and it was just this morning, 630 this morning, I got up to pee and I checked my phone and that was the first clip in my newsfeed. And I, I listened to it um, while I was getting dressed and they were talking about before they met um, her ex, like uh, the relationship they were in, like she had had her ocular bones broken, like talk about like the abuse, the physical, like bad like eyeballs, like, like the whole thing. And he's crying, she's crying, like, and where they've come from, you know, since then. And I think that's part of the connection that they have with people, because there are so many people out there who are victims of domestic abuse. And you know what I mean? Just all the stuff. And like, this, they're talking about real life stuff. This is the, the reality of our world. And so they're not hiding, they're ugly. Like they're talking about it and they're normalizing talking about the realities that people go through. And I think, again, that's where my respect comes from with her. Now, I will tell you that after we did that episode, she did like a fake, like a music video spoof song that was a little dirty. It actually was very dirty. <laughs> and it came out like two days after we recorded. And I'm like, you got to watch her. She's so amazing. Just throwing food on Damn, herself. I'm sorry I didn't see that. <laughs> I would have hammered you on that. But this morning, I was on my other phone, so I couldn't, like, tag you because there's just a reason I can't. Like, I have two different phones. And um, I'm going to send you a couple links specifically, though, to watch just because they're three minutes. They're, you know what I mean? But they're telling and they're 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 pretty powerful. But I think once you watch the documentary, you're going to get that backstory and you're going to get their story individually and collectively. And I think it's going to tie this together. And then there, I'm not telling you you're going to love her and be her number one fan, but I think you're going to grow and expand and change a little bit about 
perceptions. You know what I mean? And I think that's important. So anyway, I do appreciate you doing some homework and, um, I, and I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, kind of not just the music, but understood the man, like what I'm talking about, like what I'm so intrigued and connected to with him and so many other people. Um, so anyway, I appreciate you for doing your homework. <laughs> A pl- well, you didn't watch the documentary, so B plus. <laughs> hey, I'll I'll take it. You know, that's I'll better. Your, change your grade to A once the documentary's been completed. So all right. Anyway, will you let us know about that digital white elephant party that I think is a great idea? And uh, on that note, um, I think maybe we'll call this episode "Tribin and Vibin." Because be watch who your tribe is and be a positive, reciprocal, good member of your tribe. Like make sure that you're putting into the collective effort what you're receiving from the collective effort. And just remember that every day is an opportunity to make a difference, be kind even just a smile, like you just don't know what the ripple effects are of your, of your choices and your encounters with total strangers and people, you know, and hopefully you will leave a legacy of kindness. Like my friend, Mr. James Golden and um, my heart. uh, I don't know if they even, if their daughter or anyone listens to this podcast, but I know there are people that do that know this family and um, what an inspiration they are every day to have a heart for service. So anyway, again, thoughts and prayers and love and virtual hugs to everyone out there who's just going through, this is just a difficult time for them. And for those of you that aren't experiencing that and you are just like, yay, elf on a shelf. And I got to get Sean Snoop on a stoop. I'm obsessed with Snoop Dogg. We could do a whole episode on Snoop Dogg, (laughs) but um, you know, we just want everyone to have a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, Happy Winter Solstice, whatever it is you celebrate, um, just be thankful for who's around you and your tribe and 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 do your best to to be a contributing member of society that leaves the place better than you found it. That's my goal in life. So and I know that's your goal too. Yeah, for sure. So we're not gonna call this shit bags. Well, <laughs> But you know what? I think in this episode, if you'll put a pin on it, we've got an episode on forgiveness. We could do a whole episode on thoughts you might want to talk about, about, I don't know if it was specific to that tragedy in Oxford or if it's just in general to trauma or or victims of violence. Um, We need to do a whole white elephant episode and we need a whole episode on maybe we'll call it shitbags. I don't know. But I definitely guarantee you there will be a follow-up to what's been going on later down the line um, that I think will be an interesting episode. So we'll see. I've got, at least I have a good for it. Sometimes I don't know what I want to talk about. And I know I've got a lot to talk about this coming 2024. I can tell you that. <laughs> like, so anyway. I appreciate everyone who tunes in, whether it's once in a blue moon or every week. And um, we wish you all a a wonderful holiday and uh, we'll see you on the next week's episode.